Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Happy New Year 2024. I still want to wish you all a Merry Christmas since it is not Epiphany yet. It's something that I've doubled down on here in the last you know, few years is just uh, focusing on the fact that, you know, we truly do celebrate the 12 days of Christmas. And whether we know it or not, I mean, we have the song, you know, the 12 days of Christmas, a partridge in a pear tree, the uh, five golden rings and all that stuff. But the idea of the 12 days is from Christmas Day all the way up until January 6th, which is what we celebrate and commemorate the Magi arriving and visiting Jesus. And it's the day in which the Christ our Savior is presented to the world type of thing. Basically, that's the idea um, that we commemorate. And I think it's important, and and so I want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. That's why we, we say that. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, at least in the song. It's it's kind of funny how our world actually reminds us of, of these things that go back many, many centuries, things that we used to celebrate, things that we used to, to keep in our minds. And so... Uh, this is just something that I wanted to uh, just start off tonight by saying that no matter where you are, however you might be listening to us, I just hope that this year uh, it can be you know a good start. I actually would like to read uh, one of the most uh, glorious uh, posts, one of the people that I love listening to the most. You can find uh, this online. His uh, his name's Oswald Chambers. He was a 20th century theologian. And his wife um, took it to heart after he passed to write down all of his uh, sayings and stuff and put them into like a memoir of sorts. And so it, it's a devotional for a lot of people. It's my utmost for his highest, if you've never heard of it. And he had an amazing, amazing post about, you know, talking about New Year, new new aspirations and things. And I want to just start this podcast out uh, by saying the following. He says, quote, security for today, you shall not go out with haste. As we go forth into the coming year, let it not be in the haste of impetuous for forgetful delight, nor with the quickness of impulsive thoughtlessness. But let's let us go out with the patient power of knowing that God that yes, the God of Israel will go before us. Our yesterdays hold broken and irreversible things for us. It is true that we have lost opportunities that will never return. But God can transform this destructive anxiety into a constructive thoughtfulness for the future. Let the past rest, but let it rest in the sweet embrace of Christ. Leave the broken, irreversible past in his hands and step out into the invincible future with him. And, and that's just a reminder. We, as, as we come to the end of a year and the beginning of another, there are a lot of things that I think a lot of us with the turn of the calendar would certainly like to put behind us. Uh, I'm... I know that for certain, especially people in my own church, where 2023 was a nightmare, was hell and back. Some some people, it was a lot of deliverance. It was a time of healing. So you, you just want to let that continue. At least that's what you would pray for. So no matter where you're at, I, I do want to say uh, that 2024, I hope, is full of joy, appreciation, gratitude, perspective uh, for you, because I know that that's not always the case. And I never want to assume around the holidays that people's spirits are up because of that fact. So this is a this is a really good segue, I think, to one of the things that we talked about this past weekend, uh, which is uh, this amazing celebration of the Ten Commandments and how they have impacted our society, our ways of life, and more importantly, how Jesus came to fulfill these things and not to abolish them. 
and that started with the sixth commandment. Because again, the first four uh, commandments are a vertical. They they speak to a vertical relationship that we have with God. It speaks to something that's between us and Him. And then born out of that are the following six, the remaining six commandments, uh, which are because of this vertical relationship with God and this covenant to Him, we therefore have to meet this horizontal covenant, this relation to one another. And uh, the sixth commandment is that you shall not murder. And this commandment really goes on to uh, what the meaning behind it within the law is it's not forbidding warfare. It's not it's not saying that if you kill someone in self-defense, but it's talking about the premeditation and the murder. And for those who would kill uh, based out of um, ignorance or irresponsibility, like you're being wild and your actions lead to the death of somebody because you are being irresponsible. That's what it's referring to. Um, now, we call that like second or third degree murder in our uh, society. Um, obviously, there's still a punishment, not as severe, of course, because it's about motive. It's about intent. That's huge. It's about the heart. Um, and so when your goal is not to just kill somebody, but you're defending oneself or you're, you're trying to defend your homeland, that's a little bit different. But then Jesus, later in uh, Matthew chapter 5, uh, he talks about this in the Sermon of the Mount, on the Mount, that, you know, it's like it's not just enough when you've said you've heard it been said that, you know, this, well, here's what I tell you. And he says this in Matthew chapter 5, verses 21 through 26. He says, you have heard it that it was said to the people long ago, you shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court. Now, uh, Raka is, it's an Aramaic term of contempt. Um, so it's like maybe like saying screw you or forget you, something like that. Some people might put it a little more, uh, with more, a little more vulgar. Um, and he says, but, um, if you don't, if you say Raka, you are answerable to court. Anyone who says you fool will be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First, go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. Do it while you are still together on the way, or your adversary may hand you over to the judge. And the judge may hand you over to the officer, and you may be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. It's a warning against hypocrisy and, and, and what we do in our heart. And I, I think this is incredible. Uh, you've got to remember, Jesus is talking to a first century Jewish community, not just those who were uh, now uh, gen, uh, Jewish converts to the Messiah and what we would later refer to as Messianic Jews, but to people who are, are keeping the law, keepers of the law to a T. And, and, and again, Jesus is not asking anyone to violate this. He's just saying, putting it in a new way is that, you know, your, your sacrifice to me means nothing if you are in your heart hating somebody. Because that is not how we as people treat each other. And that's what's astonishing. Because remember, in the, in the first century, in this context who he's talking about, what is the only way to get right with God? Through atonement. But Jesus' blood hasn't been sacrificed or spilled yet. So you're still having to offer a sacrifice, whether it be a law, uh, uh, an animal or, or, giving, or, or still giving whatever method of, of recompense you offer. It's still blood that covers it. And, but God is saying... I desire this. You know, he, he later says, you know, Jesus says, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Where's that mercy towards one another? Why aren't you demonstrating that towards one another? Um, I, I, uh, I think this is, uh, this is insane. Um, 
you know, Matthew, or, or Jesus says in Matthew 9, quoting from Hosea that, you know, but you go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice for I came not to call the righteous, but the sinners of repentance. Um, there's this theme about uplifting the humble and then um, tearing down the proud. And if you are so haughty, you're going to say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm just great. I have a wonderful gift. Look how beautiful this gift is. But you but you say raka to one another or you have hatred or bitterness. God is saying it is more important. Reconciliation amongst each other is more important to me than getting right with me. Be reconciled first, then come back. Like that is astonishing. And so if we take it to our context today, essentially, if you have a grudge, you're harboring bitterness, malice towards somebody, and you wish them ill, don't come to church. Because your worship is going to be in vain. Because whether somebody knows it or not, and oftentimes the people we're mad at, they know about it. Whether we are passive aggressive or we just like to tell people how wrong they are, right? Oh, they pretty much know. Now, some stuff might go deep, might be really bitter. Maybe it's caused us not to call somebody or talk to somebody in a long time. Then God is just saying, you need to go be reconciled. Now, that reconciliation might not be reciprocated. It's not saying go and be reconciled if the person will talk to you, if the person will also give you for, uh, mercy and demonstrate you forgiveness. Let's say it was a mutual thing. Let's say you both hurt each other. You don't, God's not saying, okay, only if the other person will offer you forgiveness can you go. No, he's saying go, be reconciled. They might not want to be, and that might be their boundary, and so be it to them, but at least you can come to church with a good and clear conscience saying, I am doing what Jesus taught me to do. And so as we enter 2024, there might be this in your life. And this is a simple question. As Christians, why are we mean to one another? Why, why do we hate the dark for being darkness? We have a whole method of being able to rebuke one another, but doing so in a biblical way. We can be outraged. It's, it's in your anger, do not sin. It doesn't say do not be angry. We could be outraged by the actions of a fellow brother or sister, but that doesn't mean we have to club them to death, call them a bunch of names, or tear them down. We just say, hey, what are you doing? You're better than that. Let me show you the better way. Scripture says this. Why are you doing that? All these things. But why are we mean to one another? Why do we go that extra mile? Why don't we go that extra mile? Why are we kind? These are simple questions. They're hard to answer, of course, because we're all human. Our emotions play a huge role. God gave us our emotions. This is good. But do they rule us or do we have control over them? And even if we don't, even if we're going on the deep end, do we just forget to pause? And I'm just as guilty. I'm just as guilty as this guy's. Oh my gosh, just talk to my parents. Even I'm pushing 30 here in February and and I know everyone has, probably has their vice when it comes to emotions. I mean, everyone's emotional. It's whether or not you can control them or not in the moment. I oftentimes lose my emotions more around the people I love the most. It's the people I'm not around a lot. They never get to see that side of me because I try to be more cognizant of that because you are most yourself with the people that love you the most, right? Hmm. I've had, I've had outbursts too. People have seen me. They people people have seen my passion. 
and it's gotten the best of me before. And as far as bitterness, I've had bitterness. I've, I've had to take a long time to forgive people and extend mercy, but I do that because I've also been extended mercy. It doesn't mean that it's easy, of course, but we're still commanded to reach out. We're still called to be reconciled. So we talk about do not murder. Well, we may not have physically murdered anyone, but we've done so in our hearts based on what we've thought towards them, the ill will that we maybe wish upon our enemies or that people wish they would get their comeuppance or somebody would just smack that person upside the head or that person needs to pay or I hope that person you know gets what's coming to them. We see all this. I mean, this is what pretty much drives any plot in a movie or a book or a TV show, right? That the villain gets their comeuppance and the hero is vindicated. Now, that's a quest and that's an, I, that's an ideal for justice because we want to see justice done. We want to see uh, the things held accountable, of course, and we moan and groan. And Scripture has a lot to say about that. Eventually, those who do evil, they will reap their rewards. So, in 2024, as we start off, before we go to Epiphany Sunday, my task, and not just to you, but to myself, is to, before we bring our hearts to worship and gather on a Sunday morning, and uh, please make no mistake, the only purpose of Sunday morning is to worship God. And there are so many things in our society, including our own churches, unfortunately, that take us away from that very task. But how do we come to church? Do we come to church with open arms, asking for mercy because that's what we need so we can extend it to one another as well? Or are we coming after a fight with our our spouse because you know something didn't happen the night before? Can things just go a certain way? Or why did you forget to do that? Or is it possible we can just pause, remember what the Sabbath is, which is, again, the, pre- the preceding commandment, um, preceding commandments. And can we just focus on what we are to do on Sunday mornings? I think that'll bring us together as a family more. And I also think that that will bring us closer to God. Thank you so much for worshiping uh, at your own local churches. I just ask that we are cognizant of the heart that we take with us. So thank you. For listening tonight, please find us wherever your podcasts are found, whether that be SoundCloud, where we're hosted, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, our YouTube channel. Please email the show if you have any questions, comments, feedback, or suggestions for future topics, guests, at wsnspodcast at gmail.com. May God bless you. May God keep you. Happy New Year.